At the T-minus three-minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These recorders record both voice and data. You are listening to 105.9 FM, The Radiator, W-O-M-M-L-P, Burlington, and now begins Rocket Shop Radio Hour. I'm your host, Abby BK, and tonight we have Joe Adler. Joe, how are you doing? Good. Nice to be here, Abby. Of course. And we usually like to kick it off with a song, so what have you got for us? Oh, uh, yeah. got a song called The Core of the Mind. <laughs> of the earth is hidden deep inside the depths of the brain in the core of the mind perceptions can serve us to understand things the fresh stream of beauty that plays in the brain the shadows reflections and the soul deep inside convey our emotions that sometimes we hide and as I awaken depths of my mind the ink is still wet on the contract to sign we think that we're living as one solid thing till systems that dictate bring light to that dream we're greater we think than the sum of our parts Systems that drive us break down, fall apart. The shadows, reflections, and so deep inside convey our emotions that sometimes we hide. And as I awaken the depths of my mind, the ink is still wet on the contract to sign. Do do do, do do do. one a person where it comes from the id built from experience foundation is hid from the director of life as you please to lay out the map of the roots of the tree the shadows reflections and the soul deep inside convey our emotions that sometimes we hide and as I awaken the depths of my mind is still wet on the contract to sign I start to imagine I start to unwind the highways that stretch from the core of the mind by Joe Adler. Thanks for starting us off with that. Absolutely. Can you kind of talk to us a little bit about the meaning behind the core of the mind? 
I don't think there's really much <laughs> meaning. I mean, it, it's from a, a batch of songs I wrote last year, um, kind of when we were thinking that we were coming out of everything with the pandemic. Um, you know, just a, every day I got up the month of February and then a little bit into March and a little bit into April. Um, got up 7.30 in the morning, made some breakfast, um, sat down with my guitar and just wrote until a full song came out. And got about 40 of them. Um, used a few of them with a project that I've got called Songs and String Instruments and the rest of them are just kind of kicking around like little orphans that are, you know, kind of finding their way in the world. Gotcha. It's been great to hear that a lot of artists have taken the time during COVID that was obviously unfortunate, but making it into something good for their music. Um, I'd actually read an article in Seven Days that covered that about you um, that said that, you know, these songs are kind of more personal and inward looking. Mm -hmm. Um, Would this be kind of one of those as well that you would characterize as? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like figuratively and very literally, you know, like really the core, the core of the mind, of the mind <laughs> you know, like, you know, lots of, you know, changes happening in my life, you know, with the pandemic and without the pandemic, you know, I recently got married, um, had a lot of life changes and, um, yeah, just writing for me just feels like a, uh, you know, like a musical diary, you know, I don't sit down with any kind of intention of, I'm going to write a song about this, you know. It, things creep in and, like, dreams creep in. There's, like, one song that I've got where it's literally about, like, a series of lucid dreams that I've had throughout my whole life where I go to these rundown buildings in New York City and travel inside. And sometimes there's things going on and then sometimes it flashes back to just, like, bare steel beams, and, you know, um, so, yeah, just channeling a little bit of that stuff and, you know, just uh, letting what come out, um, come out. Yeah. Well, firstly, congratulations on your marriage. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> but um, are the songs that you were working on during that time during COVID the ones that you're still sort of in the process of producing and performing or are you on to a new project? You know, I'll be, I'll be real honest with you. Um, I haven't really felt super inspired to sit down and write lately. I've, I've actually went in with intentions like, okay, I'm going to, this week, I'm going to just sit down every morning and do some writing. And, you know, it's like finding that clear space in your head, like when, when everything that's in there is ready to come out, you know? And so I did that big batch of writing and then just have worked with those. I've got one album that I'm working on with my project songs and string instruments. Um, that has like a little EP that has about five of these songs uh, that my buddy Eric Siegelstadt is producing um, over at Savvy Sound. Um, and yeah, and you know, I'd like to bring a lot of these to my other bands and just kind of, uh, you know, see what happens. You know, I think over the course of the last couple of years, you know, it's, it's become very apparent that life is pretty short and you have to kind of seize the day. So, you know, I don't have any plans on what to do with any of this material except you know know that for me it brings me a lot of like peace and joy to have those reflections and to look back at last year and say okay like yeah like I was kind of diving into like you know the 
what is inside of the core of the mind. And it's, ni it's a nice journey to come back. I think this is the first time I've played that song, like actually in, in front of people. It's cool to be here in front of all <laughs> of you guys. It's, I haven't played in front of an audience since last August down at Somervale. So, uh, so it's very nice to be here. You know, it's it's very cool. Thank you guys for having me down here. Of course, yeah. we're we'll ha we're happy to have you. Um, do you sort of have a process of vetting? Do you have specific songs that you'll write that you kind of know you want that fuller band sound with, and do you have some that you'd rather perform solo, or do you kind of just wing it? Um, great question. Um, I think the songs kind of decide for themselves. You know, I have songs that I feel really like good about, like playing solo and, you know, without having any accompaniment and some that feel really good having just a bass player, but then sometimes sit down with the full band and start strumming something and working on and they join in and then it becomes like a bigger thing, you know? So I think it, I always find um, when I'm collaborating with people that it's to let um, my ego go and to let go of, what I think might be the ultimate best thing and to let other people's ideas come through. I, the thing I love most is hearing something that I've written that's you know, very personal to me um, be expressed through another instrument or through another voice. You know? I love playing guitar and singing you know, by myself, but there's nothing like collaborating with, with other musicians. And that's what I'm looking forward to the most, I think, this summer um, It's just playing with other people and, and, and just, you know, writing with other people and, you know, the whole thing, so. Yeah. Now that the scene is more open again, because COVID is obviously getting hopefully better, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. are there any collaborations in particular that you're sort of looking forward to? Um, for myself right now, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, letting things play out. You know, I've, I've, I, I think what I'm looking forward to the most, really, is like those old collaborations, you know. Um, I sing with um, a woman named Marcy Hernandez. Um, um, I sing with a woman named Samara Lark. Um, and we have these really cool little intimate acoustic duos that we do. Um, those are real fun, you know. The one with Marcy um, is bilingual, so she sings in Spanish sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes it's like a conversation back and forth through the song. And then with Samara, um, she's like one of my best friends. So, you know, it it becomes more of like a like a Las Vegas type of like lounge show with um, lots of dad jokes and unintentional comedy that happens throughout. But, um, you know, the thing that I'm most serious about right now is um, that project I mentioned, Songs and String Instruments. Um, and that's with my buddy Eric Siegelstad, who's producing the album. He's also the other half of the of the project. And then we have like a full band version of it, uh, where his wife Aya sings, and we have a stand-up bass player, drummer, um, a lap steel guitar player. Um, that kind of that gives it sometimes like a like a West African sound or like a Hawaiian kind of sound, like an island kind of sound. But yeah, yeah, I'm just looking forward to. Um, whatever comes, you know, like I'm, I am so grateful, you know, to uh, be living here in Vermont and around such caring, um, lovely people who I miss very much. <laughs> and every day that, 
you know, I kind of creep back out of the house, you know, and, you know, kind of get back out there into the world, you know, it's, it's nice to reconnect with people. So what I'm looking forward to the most, you know, circling back to your original question, is, is just people, people being out there, collaborating and conversations, you know, just, you know, shooting the crap, you know, just kind of like working through things, you know. I think we've got a few years of um, self-nurture and, and, uh, and, and mutual therapy that, that we all... Uh, you know, deserve and, you know, we'll share with each other. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How has the whole process of recording and producing been? Do you typically have like a certain process for that? Do you record some tracks and bring them to the studio or work mostly in studio? Um, for me, you know, with my album, Many Things and Many Scenes, which came out a few years back, uh, that one was like songs that were accumulated over like 10 years um, that was like the first like real album that I did. I did some home recordings and um, released a couple albums before that, but that was like the one that was you know produced by Brad Hughes. Um, it took two years to make, you know, probably like 18, 19 musicians on it. And it was a group of songs, you know, like I said, that had been written since I first had moved up here to Vermont, you know, like back in the you know mid aughts um, to stuff that was you know more recent with you know, when I was recording, but nothing was, like, worked on in the studio besides, like, arrangements, you know. Um, you know, so we went in, recorded as, like, a four-piece with organ, electric bass, and drums, and myself recorded all the basic tracks, and then for the next six months brought different people out to the barn and crack a beer, down a coffee and record some horn lines, um, record some guitar solos, some, you know, co-vocals, friends who lived around the area would come out and um, do that. In the age of COVID, um, it's me and Eric over at Savvy Sounds, and it's just the two of us. And, um, you know, we're testing before we get together and, you know, just being, like, really careful, you know, that, you know, we're not, you know, endangering each other's lives to record music. Um, you know, it's weird. You know, it's it's a, a it's it's a different process. But the love is still there. You know, and I'd, I I'd be really grateful, and hopefully very soon, um, I can bring the whole band back into the studio when we can get down and you know make some magic and you know do the whole thing. But right now, just very grateful to be able to get in there and do anything you know so we've been building this album the songs and string instruments album for probably about the last like four or five months and you know hopefully we wanted to get it out by last fall which you know covid definitely put the axe to that um but yeah now we're hoping for maybe like late spring or something you know but gotcha yeah but no rushing you know it's yeah, like, no rushing. It, it, it's like what happens happens you know none of us make money off recorded music anymore you know so it's like if you're going to make any kind of living with it, it's playing live. So, you know, let's get back to that. And let's <laughs> make some magic and, you know, do the whole thing, you know. Of course. Well, we would love to hear another song live. Cool. Yeah. So what else have you got for us tonight? Well, um, this next one. Let's see here. Capoed. Um, 
and actually this this is the first time I'm playing this new guitar out. My my former guitar, um, which is still in my life, Valentine. She's the guitar that I have written every song I think ever that I've ever written uh, on, and um, it's just a real sweet, you know, kind of like a a best friend, you know, some you know. She's an instrument that knows all my secrets. Are you feeling a bit of a betrayal? Um, <laughs> she might be feeling a little bit of a betrayal. I mean, she's, she sits there, you know, as, as I play this new one who might have a name. I, I, I'm, I'm so on the, it's, you know, it's like when you name works. something. I mean, I've got a name, but it's like I don't want to say it out loud because I feel like once that happens, that's her name. So, um, but this next song... Um, it's a song I wrote um, during that same period last year. And it's a song that when I was writing it, the morning that I was writing it, it very much felt like I was writing about something very super specific. And as I worked on it in the next few days, I realized that it was about something completely different um, and had kind of work it was like the kind of like the subconscious working through something um so for me it, this one is like one of my favorites to play and um it is called thunder and rain <laughs> With jaws ajar, straight down to the floor, amazement in their eyes. With questions open, felt like a great big ocean, it came as no surprise. The weather report had called for a big storm, it arrived as it was cast. The peanut gallery felt unsatisfactory as the storm it reached the shore the thunder and rain it burst forth to the pain presenting a path of sorrow and down from the hills travel many chills as the words of the fool were over Pretty clear. The pestilence sat upon his chest, worn like a badge of honor. He could not avoid passing through the void. Arrogance had taken over. Back in the day, he had a lot to say, and that was only part of the to the rest he left the burden from his chest He passed it across the table Now here we stand in the shadow of that man Betrayed a thousand times over Over. We can't complain, even through the rain, 
All right. Well, how about you tell us a little bit more about just your musical background. So when did you start singing? When did you start playing? How did it all come to fruition? Um, started uh, singing, I don't know, um, like in middle school, I'd say, like when I kind of got a little serious about it, singing choir and in middle school, singing choir and um, high school, um, ended up um, in the honors choir, and I'm from Washington, D.C., so all the local honors choirs got to go and perform at the Kennedy Center, um, which is like one of the most illustrious stages in the world. So that was my first like big concert, um, and really the thing that like sticks in my mind, like backstage at the Kennedy Center, walking out onto the stage, even though it was with like a group of like 40 other kids, like felt like just like such a uh, honor, you know, and, you know, it's like you know, every time you, you know, strum a chord and someone's in the audience or, you know, you sing, you've got a responsibility to, you know, to uh, share that story, you know, if someone's going to give you their ear, you know, the songwriting is like the, like one of the oldest forms of storytelling and, you know, that's where we get a lot of our information passed down you know, Woody Guthrie's of the world and Bob Dylan's and Ani DeFranco's and um, Cab Calloway's and people like that, Duke Ellington, you know, it's kind of painting those pictures with words and with music, you know. So I try to, you know, honor that lineage and, and hope that I'm living up to any, any uh, obligations that I have by picking up an instrument. But, yeah, I, um, my dad was a Dixieland uh, clarinet player who uh, led a bunch of his own little jazz combos. Um, so I grew up around it and grew up like with bands in the living room, rehearsing, going to gigs and, you know, the whole thing. And it was a lot of fun, you know. When you got to be a teenager, you know, would run sound for the bands and do that whole thing. And picked up a guitar, got a guitar, like, 13th or 14th birthday from an aunt, like a little, you know, beater guitar from Sears that has since fallen apart completely throughout the years. I just cleaned out my parents' house not that long ago and found it and strings are like, you know, <laughs> falling off the bridges, like pulled up and, um, but it meant a lot to me at the time, you know, um, and it, so got my first electric guitar and, you know, learned to play, you know, some Bon Jovi and, you know, all the hits of the mid 80s and early 90s and Nirvana and Mud Honey and, stuff like that and had a band called the show offs which is where i wrote like some of my first songs that i would never share with anybody ever um again um, i probably should burn the papers that they're written on um but yeah you know and, and then um growing up in the dc area like dc's like hometown music is go-go music um which is like very percussive, like upbeat music with like like organ hits and like like um, conga players and it's like real live and like sweaty nightclubs and to played guitar in like a go-go band, you know, and that was like a real like, you know, energizer, you know, kind of like, wow, yeah, like I want to be playing, chucking guitar and like, like making people dance, you know. Um, I don't do it as much with the, you know, the singer songwriter stuff, but um, but yeah, you know, so, you know, I've been in, um, bands up here that I've led and bands I've been a part of, 
I always find it's more fun to be a part of something than trying to lead something. Um, you know, it, it's impossible to make everybody happy. You know, so um, you know, like I've had, I had a band called We Folkestra. Um, that was a nice big collective of, of folks, like ten people in the band, and we all played our favorite cover songs. You know, so playing like, you know, Bruce Springsteen and um, God. I, like stuff, you know, old stuff and Tom Waits and then like very new stuff. You know, the age range in the band was pretty great. So it was cool. Like I think there's probably like a range of like 20 years between everybody that was in the group. So yeah, a lot of influences, um, you know, music and just is like discovery for me. You know, like I, I don't ever feel like I'm ever at the place where I want to be with my playing. I always, you know, want to be at that next place. I always try to play with people who are better than me, you know, so I have to, like, up my game. I cannot, like, rest, you know. So, um, yeah, so, you know, music is something, you know, that I was born into, you know. I, I was going to gigs while I was still in the womb, you know. So I, I, I don't have, a, like a lot of musicians say, you know, and artists say, I really feel like I don't have a choice, you know. I have a life outside of the music, you know, but it's a very personal relationship, you know. It, it's, it's, you know, the kind of relationship that you have with your music when you write music, I think, is, is, is like a, the kind of relationship you have, like, with um, an intimate partner, you know, a, a parent, you know, like it's more than a cousin. You know, it, it's you know, and it and it's and it's more than like a one night stand. You know, like your relationship with your instrument and your craft. You know, is is I like to think of it as, is is like a whole other relationship I have. I have all these, you know, people in my life. You know, and things that I love and and hobbies and everything. But the music, you know, and, and writing music is is like one of maybe like the three or four more like most personal for me yeah have you found that while your style and your skill has obviously changed throughout the years has your process of writing sort of stayed the same I know you're kind of talking about how you draw inspiration from dreams or even like your subconscious has that always been true for you or is that kind of newer um you know I I don't know it's it's hard to like look at your own art you know and to judge it at all, you know, it is, it, it is what it is, you know, it like came out, flapping down on the table, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the, uh, the new thing. Um, so I always like the newer stuff, you know, the most, you know, that's the, you know, it's the new child, you know, the one that gets the most attention and, um, but, you know, I'll go back to like a song that, you know, that I wrote like, 15 years ago and that I haven't played in like four or five years and pick it up again and it's like talking to, it's like picking up the phone and talking to an old friend and you know every time you know that I play a song I'm like going back to that moment you know like what it was about you know um for me you know so I, I feel like when you write a song you kind of you know let it out and like it's for you know the listener, it's whatever it means to them, you know, like, you know, it's, it's like, these aren't like songs that like, you know, this means this, you know, it's like, 
it's, it's what it, it's what it means for you, you know. Um, but the process is it's diff- and it's different every time, you know. Going back last year when I did like the forty songs or whatever, or thirty seven, I think actually, um, I started off writing lyrics and writing with meter and being very like specific with different rhyme strategies and you know a b a b a a b b a a b c um and got some cool stuff um and then i started experimenting around more with um you know writing the music side of it and then coming back with some lyrics and then really the thing that made the most sense like for right now in my life where before it had really always been writing the lyrics and probably taking myself way too seriously and um, writing these big stanzas and poems and epic poems and putting in the music and you know I, I think the ones that when I just pick up the guitar and start playing what comes what falls out and just listen to what you know, is going on inside the head and just let come out and process, you know. I I feel like songs are are less of trying, for me, they're less of trying to, like, write and produce something and more of, like, trying to work through a problem and work through a situation or work through um, a conflict, you know, whether it's good or bad, you know. Um, And... I feel like the song's not really over <laughs> until it gets to the other side. You know, like, I don't feel like, for me, like, I want to, like, sit down and start to try to write if I've got a limited amount of time. Last year, lockdown, um, I was working, but I was working from home, and I just turned off the phone. Um, didn't open the computer except, you know, to type. And... There's a lot to work. I work through. You know, there's a, there's a lot of a lot that went through 2020. Like there was a lot to process. There's a lot of um, heartache. You know that we like that we all like experienced together. That I just needed to sit down and like find what it meant to me. You know, like where where am I? Like, wh- like, what's going on? You know, I know, I know where I am in the world and I know where, you know, my career is and I know where, like, you know, I live and, you know, the whole thing. But, like, where am I mentally? And I think really spending all those days, like, I picked February in my head because, like, oh, it's the shortest month of the year, 28 days, you know? So, like, it's, it's an attainable goal. But then when it stopped, you know, I felt like, wow, how the hell did I get up and do this every morning and, like, record it and, like, document it and send it to a couple trusted, like, best friends who, you know, like, I trust their judgment very much and their musical collaborators as well. But, um, yeah, just really the process, I think, was something I really needed, you know. And I think in hindsight, you know, and thinking about it now, I think all writing personal writing you know that we're doing you know is it is all about working through things you know it's not about documenting something it's about like finding your way through something it's, 
you know, anyone can like look and like look at that picture on the wall and oh cool, you know, it's, you know, some ink and blah blah paper, but like what does it mean? Like what like to to me and what does it mean to you and like how am I processing through like all of this? And I think process what like processing you know, what we were all going through was just something that, you know, in the deep winter months felt good. Yeah. An authentic and fluid process. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah there sure. were no filters. Yeah. Well, we would love to hear your next song. Perfect. Um, yeah. This one, it's, you know, it's like, it's another one of those, you know, wondering songs, you know, kind of songs that are just asking asking lots of questions. But this one's called Rolling Through. Um, this one, yeah, this one was this one was real late in the process. This one um, came through like around the end of March. wonder what it is that creates life A great big can of worms, no opinion now seems right Shining neon signs try to pull me to the side Whisper a secret code for admission to the tribe how you kind of have a background in a few different genres. Are you thinking this new EP is going to be more of the singer-songwriter style when you record it? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, we're done with most of the basic tracking. Now it's just like adding all the bells and whistles and 
Gotcha. All the stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a singer songwriter album. Um, song like the idea with the project songs and string instruments is, um, it's the songs for me and it's the string instruments from my buddy Eric, um, Eric Siegelstad. So he's traveled all over the world. Um, he's originally from Norway. Um, and he collects really cool instruments. So he's, you know, when I first met him, um, met him actually walking distance from here uh, during Art Hop back in like 2010, 2011, I think, or 2010, I think it was. Um, he was playing uh, with his group uh, right outside of Speaking Volumes down here. Like, it's like, you know, those like friends that you meet and like before you even like say a damn word to him, like you know that like this is somebody that's like gonna be in your life. And I felt that with him for some odd reason, and uh, my band played afterwards, and you know we chatted, and um, I invited him over to play some music, and we ended up um, forming a project like a month later to uh, cover Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska album, which was like just like next level for me like really I'd never like learned a full album before and like the process of learning the album I felt like was the most important and fun and um, like thorough thing for me just like learning like um, those intricacies you know and then learning about the album you know that he you know he was living in a cabin you know by himself recorded everything on a four track and you know a lot of these are like first takes and like and then like bruce springsteen like recorded the whole album with his band they spent a million dollars on it and then like three weeks before it was supposed to come out he called his manager and or his manager called him and said look the album you recorded with the band is great but your demos that you recorded in the cabin or that that's that's you that's the essence of the whole thing um so you know learning like all of all of these things and going through that journey with eric was great he played mandolin on that and he's a fabulous guitar player he plays an instrument called a shamisen so like on the songs and string instruments ep um it will be like the songs complemented by all these like sounds from around the globe you know like the, the shamisen came back uh, from Japan with his wife. Um, she brought that back. Um, and then he's got all these, like, just, like, little cool things, you know. So, like, it's, like, the 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 project is just really, like, you know, two friends who really love and respect each other, you know, like, kind of complimenting each other. You know, when when I wrote some of these songs, when I got done with them, I'd call him, I'd call up Eric and I'd be like, man, or text him and like, this one is like us, man. Like, this is like a song we should be playing. So some, most of the songs that are on the EP, like I kind of knew like right afterwards. And then one of them, you know, he's like, why don't you play that like in a funky way? And, you know, and then we did this whole like song that was more of like a singer songwriter folky kind of song and then turned it into like this little like funky wah-wah kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Do you have an expected date for the EP? Ballpark it? Nah, spring. Spring. Summer. When it's done. Nice. You know, I mean, you know, it's coming out independently. You know, the, the, 
the press team that's working on it sitting in this chair right now. Um, you know, it'll come out. It'll be, a, you know, a, a moment in time, a document in time. And maybe people will listen to it. That'd be awesome. And, you know, for me, just getting through the process is what's the most important important part. Right. Well, we always give everybody a chance to shout out where we can find your music. So I'll give you the time to give us your spiel. <laughs> where can we find you? Um, really, I think if you just go to joeadler.com, I think it I think it takes you to my to my Facebook page, which is where you can find me. I mean, you can find my stuff on Bandcamp, but the easiest way to do it is just go to whatever your favorite um, streaming platform is and look up Joe Adler. Um, the album Many Things and Many Scenes is probably the one I'm most proud of. Um, but yeah, you know, that's where you can find it. Um, this summer, you know, you'll find me out and around and playing music as myself and as Joe Adler and um, as Hair Down with Samara Lark and as AM Rejoice with Marcy Hernandez. And maybe we'll get the We Focus trip back out. Maybe the Rangers of Danger will make an appearance. Um, we'll see, but yeah, yeah. JoeAdler.com is, is, is the place. Perfect. Well, we would love to hear your last song <laughs> for tonight. Cool. Um, awesome. Well, this one is, a. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is whatever it means to you. It's called, uh, One Step Closer. What it's all about It's time to face it now You're one step closer to it Sit on the top of mine Count down your borrowed time Deep in the night you find You're one step closer to it Into the depths you see Entire galaxies Climb up that weeping tree You're one step closer to it Around the bend you seek a blanket of relief, a vision so oblique. 
Closer by Joe Adler. Joe, thanks so much for coming here this evening and playing for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been Rocket Shop on 105.9 FM. Next week we have Scuzz. Don't miss out. This has been Rocket Shop. Thank you and good night. Yay. Thank you.